0: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Lessons in Savvy Living. I'm your host, Sia Knight, and this is the podcast in which we invite real women to tell real stories and share real real lessons. Uh, I have as my guest today, I have a real woman, (laughs) Valerie Hardy. (laughs) And before we get started with today's topic, Valerie, what are three things that people should know about you?
1: Well, uh, three things that I would say strike um, the fancy of Valerie. One, I am definitely um, an extroverted introvert. I love people, right? I love um, being around people, giving. Um, I'm sort of a mama hen, um, affectionately, lovingly known as that. Um, But I also am an only child. So uh, I get a lot of energy being by myself. Uh, super reflective so that would be another thing I would say um, and also I just I love my family I love my friends um, and I'm pretty passionate about them so well I think that's pretty those are the pretty big things that I'd like people to know about me. All right that
0: serves as the basis as Thank to you. who <laughs> Valerie Hardy is and I think that's a great segue because today our topic is dealing with the illness of a spouse. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell your story, which is a very interesting one. Um, And I'm not going to take over by telling any of it. It's your story to tell. But talk to me a little bit about your spouse, his illness, and how that all came to be.
1: Yeah, so um, we're going on um, eleven years of marriage. Who who would have thought, right? Um, and I say that because uh, Daryl and I ha- are going on thirteen years being together. And shortly after um, we got engaged, right? So certainly in that like blissful, woo la la, we're getting <laughs> married, right? i um, telling everybody and um, starting the big plans. Um, we kind of got hit uh, pretty quickly with. Um, the big C word, uh, so Daryl had been fighting what we thought was just a cold at first, um, and it started in in January of two thousand and eight, and we thought, Ooh, this is odd, it just kind of kept lingering uh-huh. um, and he's kind of a good a good soldier. He kept going to the doctor right he wasn't ignoring it, so that was really good, right, especially for a black man uh-huh. he um, was going, and um they sort of kept treating it as a respiratory infection. Um, he'd get some antibiotics, go about his business, he'd get a little better, but then it sort of would come back. Um, and so this went on for a couple months. Um, and then right around the spring, um, it was late March, um, a a node popped up on his neck, a lymph node, right? Yeah. That was, that was obviously a little scary, right? And then, um, another one right behind his ear. Ooh. So obviously this primary care physician was like, yeah, we need to see what's going on. Your white blood cell cell counts are off. Uh, Um, Let's let's go ahead and do a biopsy. So um, Daryl's birthday is in May um, and we had been uh, sort of planning and looking at places, destination uh, weddings and thinking about all those things, right? Kind of still going along with the bliss of of being newly engaged um, and I had gone over to his uh, place one day after work um, and he had had the biopsy at that point we were just sort of waiting um, and we didn't know when we were going to get the results you know it's sort of that we'll call you in three to five days once the, right. once the parents, you know mm-hmm. um, and you know it's not the greatest news right when your uh, physician calls and says So who's with you? (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. I'm going to write that down as something that I don't want to hear. (laughs) Who's with you? Are you sitting down? That's another one. Okay. Exactly. Are you sitting down? So he um, said, well, Valerie's on her way. He goes, well, why don't you call me when she gets there? Right. So um, I walk in the door and we call um, his physician who I to this day, just love this man, Dr. Ryan. And he says, look, I'm just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Your biopsy results came back. It is cancer, Um, right? We we need you to get to an oncologist so that they can fully read the results, right? Um, You know, it is um, in the lymph nodes. So we'll we'll need to look at what type and stage, um, you know, based off the initial pathology report, it looks like it might be um, some type of lymphoma. We're not sure yet, but um, your counts are super high, so we need to to go get you in ASAP. Um, and we're going to go ahead and, and make the appointment for you. And he stayed on the phone with us for a good forty five minutes, um, just walking us through every single detail that was to come. And when I tell you, like when I say to this day, I love Dr. Ryan. It was five forty five p.m right so um you know we both work in education it's the end of may so let's let's put some context around all of this it's the end of may we both work in education so it's already a pretty stressful time um but at this point like i'm starting to tap out and he's clearly starting to tap out because life just has to take a different focus right now we got to figure out what's going on with him so obviously there's mixed emotions It's the happiest time of your life when you're, right, planning a union and thinking about your future, and we both just got dealt this life blow, right? Wow. So, here I am trying to be, like, supportive, but scared for him, and he's trying to be brave for me. It was just this weird space, Sia, like, very weird space, but I think it also brought us even closer in our journey of walking towards matrimony. If that can make any sense. um, Wow. That, that
0: is amazing. And I've heard the story and and I've known you for a while and, and you've told the story, but I, I can tell you that I haven't heard it in such detail and it's just, I can feel it. I can feel what, I what I imagine you were going through there's no way
1: I could really know how old was Daryl at the time so Daryl was all 41 41 so 41. Hodgkins, mm-hmm. and so so well let me walk you to the to the diagnosis so we get to um the oncologist um we got an appointment actually two days later <laughs> Um, which was pretty fast. And Again, walk- another not good sign. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Write that down, everyone. Not a good sign. We're in the oncologist's office, right? So um, we walk in, and um, you know, we don't we don't know who we're going to see, right? At this point, we're we're working with Kaiser, which I love Kaiser. People have mixed feelings about them. Love them. Okay. Um, we walk in, and um, we go meet the physician who was Dr. Pereira, we Dr. Pereira. That's who we were going to see. Well, you know, we walk in and well, Dr. Pereira is the head of oncology. Another sign, right? We on three. Go ahead. So we sit down and, you know, Daryl is um, in a different space, right? Cause when you're the patient and this is you and this is your journey, right? You You're only processing so much. So, I knew what my role had to be. I was there with a notebook. I was fully present, right? I had to put sort of the game face on, right? My background as a as a counselor, I've got training. I was sitting there like, okay, game face on. I can't be, I can't be the the, the, the fiance right now. I got to be game face. So um, he starts reading the, the, the pathology reports and and tells us, you know, so I'm. I'm this is this is a pretty significant um, stage. She's in stage four. Um, you know, when we stage cancer, you know, one, two, three, four, four being the most aggressive. Um, there are there are lymph nodes uh pretty much all over his body as it's traveled through his bloodstream. Um, he is a young man. Uh it is Hodgkin's lymphoma, um not non-Hodgkins, which is good, right? Uh-huh. Of the two to have, we want it to be Hodgkin's. It's the most treatable cancer that you could have of the blood cancers, and um, his age, his health, right? It's, it's highly successful, given the treatments that we have um, now. He said, but I'm going to tell you, and he said it, he said it just straight up, we are gonna be aggressive because we have to be. It is going to be a long journey of chemo and radiation. He said, think eight to 10 months, He said, you need to be prepared that on the other side of this, you will have um, a a quality of life that will be great and rich, but you're young, you all are thinking about getting married, you're going to not be able to have children after this, so you got some decisions to make in the next couple of days once I lay out a treatment regimen for you, and um, you're going to have a pretty uh, tight timeline because in the next five days, you'll be starting chemo. that's when I left professional mode and went into what did you say
0: (laughs) oh my gosh how many days
1: five so Daryl sort of just looked at me stoically right and it was that moment when I think it hit him like oh oh okay right so everybody wow. knows my husband he's a very like loving light-hearted jovial like daryl lives in the good in life always i think that's the only time not true first time in the journey that i saw him sink mm. right um was realizing this is this is this is going to be a fight and i wasn't expecting it to be a fight right right so I think that night, um, I remember, he didn't say much, right? He ate, talked to his mom, talked to like one of his brothers, but he was pretty quiet, right? And, I, and it was hard to let him be, but I needed to, right? And I, I wanted to talk because um, I felt like there were some things we had to make decisions about, and that was hard. And remember, we're not even married yet, right? So oh there are all these like, nuances that it's like we're not married, we still don't live together yet. We're ah, we got big decisions to make. So yeah, you just had to let it be, right? Um, so the next morning, he he's like, okay, let's go. We got we got to figure some stuff out, right? So okay, let's go. Meanwhile, I'm like talking to my parents, talking to my girlfriends, trying to uh-huh. like process without him around right in my moments because I had to because then I needed to be in a different mode when he was around so that whole complexity which I think most women live right I think most women live that duality in general whether it's uh-huh. a work life whether it's kids whether it's a spouse a partner right I think women always have that dual um, sense of you got to carry something somewhere.
0: Absolutely, we're we're always in a a, a state of meta analysis, almost like mm-hmm. we're in the thing, and then we have to think about the effect of the thing and mm-hmm. try to move the pieces. So, absolutely, but not in this way. I, I I okay. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna let you finish the story. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Well, we I mean, and then the only reason I'm, I'm able to let you finish the story is spoiler alert. It all turns out fine,
1: but <laughs> oh my gosh! Go ahead, go ahead. So, um, first, first decision is: are, are we going to talk about children? Right? Like, if so, we got we have that's going to be the tightest timeline. So, yes, we we want to have children. Right? Like, the, this is going to be a. A good outcome We're we're going to be faithful and optimistic and this is all going to be good so we have to get into a sperm bank and make this happen and right let's get the magic honey we got to go right mm-hmm. so we get that appointment um and then the following day we're going to have to get his port put in right so for his chemo so um we have like one day to bank sperm the next day is the port and then we're going to start the chemo regimen so um we go to, <laughs> funny story, because you got to have humor somewhere in this crazy existence, right? We go to the sperm bank and, you know, it's kind of like a weird place. <laughs> Just, you know, people are there for all different reasons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All different reasons. And um, Daryl gets there. He's like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> I look at him like, oh, yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs>
0: That's right. Listen, I'm not pushing a whole lot around here, but this I'm going to... putting my foot down on this one what do you
1: need right <laughs> oh
0: wow wait so. a minute this podcast is taking a turn come on <laughs> <laughs> we'll that, at that
1: so okay right, but but you get this like at some point you have to have humor in this journey yes. that was the humorous story yeah. um so we, we get that piece completed we get to then the next day where the port gets put in right and, and obviously that's a little bit of an outpatient procedure so he's a little groggy um and then we kind of just prepare ourselves because the next day's it Right? Um, his primary physician, Dr. Ryan, calls the first day just to say, thinking of y'all, this is a journey. No, I'm with y'all. I know you're in great hands with Dr. Pereira and the team, right? So his primary care physician, who we're not gonna see much anymore, right? Just still check it in. Like, mm-hmm. who does that? Right. Who does that in this day and age? That's why, to this day, that man, right? So when you walk into, you know, some people have, um, an awareness of dealing with an oncology um, clinic, right? It, it becomes like your second family. Uh-huh. Truly it does, right? right? The oncology nurses and are just, just amazing human beings to their core, right? Their care of the patients, their care of the loved ones there with the patients, right? Um, their love of what they do, it's just like nothing I've ever seen. And I, I know, um, when we walked in, Becky Day was his nurse, his oncology nurse, and she was our nurse for the duration, right? Daryl got his, um, room cause he was going to be a, a five day coming in, getting injections, then coming back the next week. So he was going to be a regular for them, right? He had a little room, um Daryl likes his young the restless so he his young the restless streamed and Mm -hmm. you know he was just jovial and upbeat and you know making the best of it with many of the other patients that were there and I think the humbling part of that journey for him for us for for anyone who goes through this experience is the, the relationships you make with other patients right with other families going through similar experiences, different scenarios, right? Um, and then the people who don't make it back the next day, right? So it's just this stoic reminder of how delicate and precious every single moment is and how thankful you have to be that you're able to come back the next day for treatment, right? Or that you're well enough to come in the next day for treatment. So, um Daryl's journey, What Daryl's treatment was um, super aggressive. So it was a 21 day regimen. And so what that meant was um, his chemo cycle was a full 21 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he would start and have um, five days of injection, five days of full on IV drip, oh. two days off, and then a day on. And then we'd watch his counts. And then he'd come back and start over again.
0: And so, still not it's still not married yet. Still not married. <laughs>
1: We're now into the summer though. Summer, summertime, summer vacation. Hey. Uh. Um his first treatment was so aggressive. And and Dr. Pereira told us he's like, I ha- there's a lot we have to try to kill in his system. So um it's gonna be a lot. And I and I need to see how much I can get in this first round because the the regimen he had was called be a cop and each letter stood for a different drug. Um, and he said, this regimen has to get the most in the first round for it to be effective. So it's going to be a lot So be prepared. So we knew it. Um, he went through the first five days, right? Six, seven came back, got his, his last dose. Came home and Daryl, I'm good. I'm great. Life's good, right? Hair starts to, you know, so goes ahead and shaves it off, right? Hair, eyebrows, it all comes out. And then day nine hit, see ya. And then day nine hit, and Daryl couldn't get out of bed, and Daryl couldn't make it to the bathroom, and Daryl couldn't get downstairs or consume any food. So we made it our way to the urgent care for Kaiser, and they're like, nope, don't pass go, we're going straight to Inova Fairfax. So in the hospital, we go, um, and he's in sort of, you know, I'd imagine, you know, we're living in a COVID life right now, but I, I imagine that it's very much like that, in that he was in a double isolation, right? You couldn't get to him without going through the washroom, where you had to sort of take your stuff off and doubled up and then you could go in because his counts had dropped, uh, that badly. And, um, he landed himself in the hospital for a good seven days uh, cause his counts were so low. So, um, that was scary. Right. Um, and he was pretty not with it. So it was calling his mom and his siblings and guys, yeah, this is where we are. It's the first round and we've got five more to go. So, um, yep. Right, so siblings are coming up. His mom came, and uh, Dr. Pereira is there too. Right, and he's like, "This is what I thought would happen." Uh-huh. And he said, "But the good news is, we got about eighty-five percent of it in the first round." Oh wow! So, right, he's like, "This is what we needed." Uh-huh. And like, and I know this is hard to see, but this is what we had to do. Right, um, so we do kind of humbly make our way back home realizing this is going to be a journey, Daryl. So round two comes and um, not as bad as round one. He's able to actually do a little bit of um, FMLA. So um, some level of work, which was good for his spirit, right? He could go in when he could, but then the weeks that he, he knew his counts would drop, he was, you know, at home, no no fresh vegetables, everything had to be canned, <laughs> no out in public, right? Um, no movies, no, no places to be. He, he was pretty much at home. Back then it was Netflix for still DVDs. Yeah, man. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, that was, that was six months. And, um, by the sixth month, we had kind of gotten in a good rhythm to the point where he was, um, He knew what to expect, right? I'm going to have a good 10 days. Then I'm going to have a bad five days. Then I'll have a pretty good days going into my next round, right? Um, To the point that by his last round, he was driving himself to chemo, which was amazing, right? Um, But then that last round came, Sia. And, you know, we're excited because it's like, it's the last round, right? Becky's excited, like, I'm not going to see y'all anymore, and I love y'all, so then y'all take me to dinner, right? We're like, yep, we got you, Becky. Well, the last round, Daryl got pneumonia. And he couldn't get his last round because he got pneumonia.
0: Oh, my
1: God! Which landed him in the hospital again, and while he was in the hospital, he actually wasn't getting better this time, and this is this this is the only other time his spirit broke and as his fiance at the time, right i I had been on the roller coaster with him, but this is when I didn't know how to be the cheerleader anymore, and I am a good cheerleader in life, right. <laughs> Yes you are. I I I hit a wall because um he got so sick with the pneumonia and he wasn't getting better and and at one point the physicians at the hospital even said we don't know what's wrong. Oh my god. Right? We don't know what it is. You're not getting better. So finally the infectious disease physicians are now coming in like Oh lord, Dr. Fauci and now <laughs> <laughs> before we knew how important they were. That's right? Right. Um, at that time, it's still like an infectious disease. You mean like AIDS, right? Like that's where we were, right? Uh-huh. Think 10, 11 years right ago. Right. So um, they're like, you know what? Let, we want to run a test. I wonder if your port is infected. Ooh. So they do. And they're like, you have a staph infection in your, and it's from your port. Well, that's problematic for how many reasons? Mm -hmm. Because how else is he going to get his final round without a port? Mm -hmm. So they have to take it out because it's infected, right? You see, yeah, you're even freaking out. I am, yes. So, So at this point, Daryl is like so close to being done with the chemo and it would shift to the radiation. And now he's like... I've come this far oh my gosh and you just saw it on his face like the fight and the the spirit and all of it just went and I was like what do you do right what do you do so all we could do was just sort of sit with it together and just process what does come next right guess who calls us Dr. Ryan. I was going to say, it's the
0: doctor, Dr. Ryan.
1: He does. He's like, you know, doctor, I've read Dr. I've been following Dr. Pereira's reports. You know, you're 96% clean, like roll with it. Dr. Pereira thinks just roll into to the radiation. The radiation can get the rest. You don't need the last round roll with it. So, and that was the recommendation was let's, let's just forego the last round and see where we go and see where it lands. So at that point, that felt like the right thing. Daryl was done. He was he was over it. I mean, he had been in the hospital at this point for three weeks. Um, and he's a giver too, right? Um, it's the only time he broke, and and he broke. And, and I'll tell you, ya, he broke when, um, you know, work colleagues and friends were coming by, and he said to me one night in the hospital, he's like, and he just looked at me. He goes, all these people just keep giving all these people just keep giving and I can't do anything but receive. Right. Oh, I'm about to cry. And I was like, that's the way the circle of life works, babe. Mm-hmm. It's your turn to receive.
0: And right. Still and not be- married.
1: Oh. Still not married. So, huh, right. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait for his body to recover a bit before we can think about anything. Cause this was a, that was a journey. Um, navigating that last round with the port and everything. So um, once he got the all clear from Dr. Pereira, they did roll him into um, 30 back-to-back days of radiation.
0: Good gracious. That's a lot of burning.
1: (laughs) It's a lot of (laughs) burning. He was a marked up little ray of sunshine, Um, but it was, you know, all the big spots on him. Um, So he did, he would go every day after work, you go to work. Stop by the radiation center, lay on the table for 25 minutes and come on home and sleep in a separate room. Cause I wasn't going to get any radiated
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> stuff. But, um, but you know, when we were, when, when he finished his 30 days, right, he goes back to get his round of uh, blood work and tests. And they're like, guess what, sir? Guess where we are. You, my friend are free of cancer. We got to sit for a couple months before we can use the R word, which is remission, but it worked, right? So I can't tell you, Sia, by that point, you know, you're just like, no, Mm -mm. I need to hear remission. Mm -mm. Uh right? We've had two hospital stays, Right, a, a staff infection. Mm-mm. We just need to hear remission, right? And through all of this, right, we still are, like, his hope was a wedding. His hope was, I'm fighting because we're getting married. I'm not backing down. We're not adjusting things. I am getting married to you, and we are going to have our wedding, and we're going to have to adjust it, and we, yep, things are going to look different. April 4th, 2009. That's the date, and I'm sticking to it. Right. So that was, that was his fight. And because of that, that was our wedding date. Right. And it, and it was so magically beautiful for all the reasons that a wedding would be, but the journey, Sia, as you could imagine, just made it that much more magical. So here we are, right. 2020, is that right? When is it? Yeah,
0: 2020. 2020. 2020.
1: Oh, you can't Um, forget this year. But go ahead. Oh, COVID. (laughs) But 2020, we have an eight-year-old, right? Couple, couple rounds of IVF later, because that frozen sperm came in handy. Mm -hmm. Um, He made it through
0: (laughs) somehow. Good job, Valerie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it is the story of laughter now, right? But we do, we have a beautiful eight-year-old and um, a, a healthy Daryl going on his 12th year of being cancer-free and in remission. And every year he goes and gets his um, his scans, right? Every year he goes and just checks in. We still um, have Dr. Ryan in our lives and we still take Becky to, to lunch. Becky's down in Warrington, right? Virginia now. Um, they're just connections and people that you, you will always have in your life, right? Because the journey, and it's so intimate, right? But the journey, you can't get through it without these people. And so, you know, when you think of the parallels to right now and COVID and first responders and nurses and givers and people who just sacrifice because they become a part of you, Right. It's so true. And, and I, I know we are forever grateful for the people that got us through this. I know um, medical technology, right? And the people who continue to work behind the scenes to find the newest, latest, greatest who don't always get the glory, right? Did right. any of us know what an epidemiologist was Mm-mm. five months ago? Right. You know, I just, you just have to sometimes sit and say, wow, This is our journey. And even on those days when I tell you he leaves his socks out one more time, (laughs) I'm grateful that he's able to leave his socks out one more time. So I'm grateful to
0: you for sharing in such detail your story, because not only is it your story and in... You know, you know that I asked you, I was like, ask Daryl whether it's okay to share. Because I know he's, he's such a gregarious guy. and every, But this, you're opening up your life in a way that you maybe hadn't done before. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you sharing the story. And what would you say is your biggest lesson from that time? You know, I think
1: it's that piece of, you know, you, you always walk into something and think, okay, we got this, you know, we got a plan, we got a system, we got people, we've got, we got everything we need, we, we got this, right? We got his family, my family, you know, and, and you just never know what you're going to need until it presents, until life presents you with it. And I, I, I think for me, there were so many unknowns and I I think as someone who likes to sort of see all the cards and know and this was my first real whoa I don't know what is coming Uh I am just following this journey and I am just trusting wherever it's going to take us has to be right and I I know that may seem a little cliche but I think as women, we tend to have a plan. And I think, you know, for me, I was in my early 30s. And it is that, well, what's next?
0: What you gonna do next? Right.
1: Hey, done. right. And and it was not only for this this journey of dealing with, with Daryl's cancer, it was also planning a wedding when you are the most in that zone, right? Right. So it kind of had to suspend all of it and just say I'm here. Right. I'm going with it. And I think sometimes I have to tap back into that a little bit more, even now in my 40s, to say, yeah, I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I can let this go because I had to let all that go. Right. Right. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so
0: much for being a guest on my show. I really appreciate it, Valerie. Um, I I knew that you were going to be a good guest, but you've even exceeded my expectations. And I'm just telling you that straight up. I'm not just trying to, you know, be, be funny, ha ha ha, and blow smoke. I'm like, this was really, really good. Valerie, <laughs> you did a wonderful job. I really appreciate you sharing so much of yourself. So thank you.
1: Oh, my pleasure, see ya. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. All right, everybody. That's
0: it for this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. Until next time, stay savvy. Bye.